Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. My guest, Daniel Markham, is a lifelong Catholic, a 30-year professional writer, and he brought these two facets of his life together over the course of 2021 and 2022 when he traveled the country attending Mass for the stories contained in his book, 52 Masses, A Journey to Experience Catholicism Across America. Uh, Just a fascinating idea and a wonderful book. Uh, You can learn more at 52masses.com. And Daniel, it's good to have you with me. Thanks. Well, thank you so much for having me. I, I really appreciate it. I'll ask you the question that I know uh, would be on people's minds, and that is, where do you place yourself on the spectrum of American Catholicism? Where do I place myself? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I'm I'm very much a layperson, uh, and uh, but I I think basically I, I try to. Uh, um, allow Catholic teaching to govern most of, uh, or all of, of, of my, uh, my living, mm-hmm. essentially, yeah. you know, that's, that's, you know, so I don't know, I don't necessarily place myself there or just that's, that, that's the, where I, that's where I, I, I fall yeah. is, is that what Catholic teaching is, is where I want to be. <laughs> that's good. Very well, very well said. I like that. Where'd the idea come from? Um, I was I was driving home. I had dropped off my youngest son at high school soccer practice uh, back in 2016, and I was reminded of a, a parish that my oldest son and I had attended that offered mass in Lithuanian. My oldest son really liked uh, attending mass in foreign languages, and I was just basically the idea flooded over me. I should attend mass in all 50 states, the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico. That's 52. I could do it in a year. <laughs> and by the time I got home, the the book was was in my head. I I think at the time I thought it was my idea, and I think, but uh, over time I realized it it really wasn't. <laughs> I, yeah. So this uh, th- this was a book that I'm sure it took more time than you anticipated to write, but it it flowed. It came. Well, well thank you. Um, yeah, I was I I targeted 2021 and 22 or 21. Um, because that was when my oldest, youngest son would be out of high school. So I wanted, I didn't want to go on the road while he was home. Mm-hmm. And, and then of course, COVID threw everything off, um, uh, it, because, you know, things weren't really open. And then, so when kind of things started to open up, we'd taken down the ropes and stuff. I, I, I just called my publisher and said, I'm just going to get going because, you know, I'd already started the, a lot of the, the work in terms of interviewing people and, you know, figuring out where I was going to uh, to go and, and starting that process. I didn't want to get too far removed when, when I actually went on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where did you start? Uh, my first parish was Nashua, New Hampshire, uh, at St. Patrick's. Um, and, and that was just kind of a, you know, it, there wasn't any kind of rhyme or reason necessarily to where I went other than working it in with my regular work schedule to, to, to fit where it fit best. (laughs) So there wasn't any kind of any, yeah. And it does, and they're not in order in the book for reasons that aren't really (laughs) that meaningful. I'll say, I'll say literary reasons. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. To the extent that I have, have that kind of claim. (laughs) Well, uh, let me, let me ask you about some states in particular that I have a special interest in. I grew up in Connecticut. And uh, okay. I haven't lived there uh, since 1971, I think. But do, where did you go in Connecticut? I went to Newtown. Oh. Um, wow. Uh, and, and I was I was invited because I, the way I, I 
I decided where I went. I just sent out emails to everyone with an email address and said, this is what I'm doing. If you have a, a, a story that you think would make a good addition to the book, let me know, because I figured they would have a better they would give me better stories than I would be able to come up with on my own. Sure. And, and, and Monsignor Weiss uh, was one of the first people to respond and said, you know, you, would, you, you can come and t- you know, learn how, how we help the community recover from the Sandy Hook shooting. So when that invitation came in, I was, you know, oh, my gosh, I, 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 that's a story I would love to tell. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was actually the, the uh, you know, very early it was one of my first trips. So yeah. um, that was that – was, uh, one of those that, but I never would have come up with that on my own. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I needed that invitation really to, 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 to come there. And, and so I was really grateful that, that, I, that I had that opportunity. Is the shooting um, integrated into the lives of Catholics there? Um, I mean, I think they're, they're, they're recovering. Yeah. Um, you know, there, they, there's for for obviously for those those parents that you were um, you know um, you know who, who lost a child uh, that it's never going to, to go away. I think the community as, as a whole um, is re, is still recovering, um, but it's you know like any any tragedy, it, you know, with more distance and more prayer, um, you know, we can we can move forward. I, I guess you know without uh, without sending callus or anything. Um, you know, but, but I, you know, it was, uh, the, 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 the communities, you know, the, the church really led the community's response, yeah. um, in the immediate aftermath and in the, and in the years to, that followed. I mean, they, they, they've been instrumental in the community's recovery. Uh, yes, I, I was aware of that and I'm, I'm glad to hear that that's what you saw there as well. Yeah. Um, next state, uh, I'll ask out of my own selfish desire to know. And that is where I live now, in the state of Michigan. Uh, I went to um, St. Joseph in Dexter. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, I, yeah, I was actually in Michigan this morning, um, oddly enough, when you called me. Oh, good uh, heavens. But, well, uh, give me a call when you get back here. <laughs> okay, well, my, my son goes to school in Michigan, so uh, that's where, where I was. Where's he going um, to school? Grand Valley. Yeah, yeah. sure. I, my, yeah. I had one son graduate from there. Okay. Ah. Oh yeah. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. He he really loves it. Uh, he loves it up there, the the, the areas as well. So uh, yes, yeah, so I went to St. Joseph of Dexter and I wrote about um, the the youth ministry um, would uh, uh, would go as a group uh, to the sites of natural disasters and they would help those communities um, performing you know cleanup and other things and then. In the evenings, they would, you know, they would worship. They would reflect on where they had been, and they would talk about the, the people that they had met and that they had helped along the way. It was really, uh, I, I really uh, enjoyed learning about what they do, and I, I, I think it's it's just something that you know, uh, youth ministries should should yeah. should look into because it's a really wonderful pro, uh, program. Very good, very good. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go to what some people would think of as an out of the way place. And that's uh, North Dakota. Uh, North Dakota was very special. I went to St. Gianna's Maternity Home, and uh, I spent the weekend with uh, uh, Father Nick, uh, Father Joseph, and Brother Nick. There, Third Order Franciscans, and they invited me to stay with them. Uh, did morning prayers, evening prayers with them, and then um, I, I, I got to to meet the the people at the home, the the women. The, who are living there, as well as the the house mothers and everyone, and I had, if you don't, I, I could, I, if you don't mind me sharing this experience with you, yeah, please um, do, it was really. The most, 
I, I was I was after we, we had we went to mass on, on Sunday morning and we and we had a lunch with with the, all the the people that were there, and then Mary Padjana, who runs the home, she told everyone anyone who wants to speak to Daniel and talk to him about their experiences, we, you know, you can do that now. So my fir- the first person I spoke to was a young lady named Kay, and she was 17 at the time with a two-year-old son. So she was pregnant at 14 and had the backstory of that, um, sadly, you might expect, you know, a child of neglect, her mother had passed away from uh, a drug overdose, didn't know her father, you know, was yeah. just, you know, very much, you know, never had that, that the, the loving home that, that we all sh- should have. And, and so she was telling this very matter of fact, she wasn't, you know, asking me to feel sorry for her just, but this is her story. And just then, um, we've been talking about 15, 20 minutes. They're just then a, the door bursts open and there's this young lady walks in who, who lives at the home. She was adopted by Mary Pat. So she's, she's four years old. She's lived there her whole her life. She has the run of the place. So she kind of bursts <laughs> in. She's like, where's the little boy? And, uh, Kay just kind of shoes her out. She's like, I'm talking to this man. And so I figured this is a nice time to stop. And she says, uh, no, 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 we have to keep talking, which in my experience doesn't happen a lot. <laughs> I was like, okay. So we sit back down and she says, um, how do you stay married? Uh, how do you trust your spouse? Uh, how do you keep from getting bored? All of these questions about the life that she wants, but she's never had anything in her life that served as a model for it. Yeah. And as wonderful as all the people at the home are, they're all single by, na- by the nature of the, the facility. You know, the house mothers are just out of college and sure. brother, you know, brother Nick and father, they're not, not getting married. So she saw this, an opportunity you know, with this man who's been blessed with a, a wonderful wife and three children. Um, you know, uh, and, and she saw that opportunity, and she wasn't going to pass it up. She was going to ask me questions. Wow. About the life that she wants, and you know, and she and the life she deserves, and so I answered as honestly as I could, and I, I pray that I I gave her the hope that she deserves. But as I as I left and I reflected, and one of the be- really nice things it was because I was driving so much, I had a lot of time to reflect on where I had been, my experiences, and I realized that as much as I expected from the trip, uh, you know, as, as much as my anticipation was, I never thought I would be uniquely positioned to help someone. Well, you know, I, I, I yeah. knew I'd be doing things, you know, with various ministries, but I never thought that I would be the person that needed to be there. And it just kind of, and so that just, that validated everything. That's great. Um, to be there for this young lady. But also it just reminded me that I'm not really in charge. <laughs> that <laughs> right. I'm, getting, I'm getting directed to where I need to be um, to, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit is going to guide me, as I was informed before I left, that would happen. And, and I was just, this is, you know, it just further just reinforced that, that idea that I already had, that, you know, this is, this is out of my hands in some way, and I just have to, uh, to, to, to be there as, as much as I can and serve in whatever capacity I can. Uh, very good. Uh, let me ask you about another state that many people okay. would think is not necessarily Catholic-friendly, and that's the state of Utah. Heavily dominated oh, yeah. by the Church of Jesus Christ Latter Day Saints, the Mormons. Where'd you go there? I went, uh, and, and I and I that was kind of the, the thought was I wanted I went to the uh, the University of Utah, so I, I wanted to write about uh, campus ministry, and I thought that was a a good location for it because of that very thing. There, you know, you know, most of our our schools are you know they're if if they're not majority Catholic, they're you know Catholic tends to be the largest sure you know specific you know uh, faith. Uh, tradition, but 
you know, and obviously when you're in Utah, you're the neighbor, and it's literally there's you know a a, 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 a Latter Day Saints building is next door to the the Newman Center. <laughs> um, so I really wanted to explore that you know kind of in the shadow of 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 uh, of, of the Mormon Church there. Yeah, and, uh, we've got about thirty <laughs> seconds. Uh, yeah, I, I actually got out there twice, uh, once in the summer and. And, and then again during the school year, uh, as I was kind of driving through. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so yeah, it was uh, I, I had a really uh, nice experience with uh, uh, a, a couple of the, the Dominican uh, the priests there, and, and some of the young people that, that uh, uh, and really uh, uh, give you a lot of, of faith in the in the future of the church when you when you meet these young people at. Uh, on, on campus. <laughs> I I think this is the great virtue of your book. It, it knits us together, and it opens the future for us in a positive way. And thank you, Daniel. 